Camille Friend is in demand. Big-budget directors, A-list actors, award-winning producers, they all have Camille on speed dial. I'm kind of like the hostess. We're going to have our party, and we're going to have a good time, and we're going to do your hair, and you're going to be happy. So I have to say, I'm the hostess with the mostest. (laughs) Camille has been a hairstylist in Hollywood for over 20 years. She's created iconic looks for films like The Hunger Games, Guardians of the Galaxy, Us, and most notably, Black Panther. When Marvel first called Camille about Black Panther, they knew exactly what to say to get her on board. They just were like, the bottom line is, Camille, this is going to be a hair movie. And when you talk about hair, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to create. It was the opportunity of a lifetime. Black Panther would be the first superhero blockbuster to have an almost all-Black cast and crew. And the job was massive. Along with costume designers and makeup artists, Camille would create the look and style of Wakanda totally from scratch for nearly 500 characters. Right from the start, Camille's approach was different. I'd sent out memos and emails to all the actors, don't straighten your hair, come in with your hair natural and clean. And they looked at me like, are you serious? I was like, yes, I want you to come in with your hair just clean and and we will handle it from there. I want it in its natural state. And people were really shocked because so many black people are asked to alter their hair, to straighten their hair, curl their hair before they come in for a roll. So it was something that people hadn't experienced before. This is Dress Codes, stories of independence and style, a show from New Balance and Gimlet Creative. I'm Emily Spivak. In this series, I talk with people who influence culture in exciting and unexpected ways. From artists to musicians, designers to athletes, people with distinct styles talking about the clothes that mark key moments in their lives. Each item is a chapter of their story. Today, Camille Friend. Her first item is a Mason Pearson hairbrush and wide tooth comb. If you have nothing at all, if you take your blow dryer away, if you take your curling irons away, if you take any product away, you always come back to the comb and the brush. They're my superhero power. (laughs) The power comes through the comb and brush. I definitely feel like I was born a hairdresser. I'm a third-generation hairstylist. And there's nothing else that I ever wanted to do. Like, you know, my parents wanted me to go to college and do this and do that. But I knew I just always wanted to do, do hair, like, from when I was a little girl. Just the smell of being in a salon makes me feel at home. Like, that, I'm like, oh, I'm at home. My uncle, Robert Wesson, he had a salon, a a black salon in um, Phoenix, Arizona. That was like really the happening spot. Like my uncle, he, I'm telling you, this was a cool dude. He would like even have his, you know, his shirt open, you know, with his little, all the little gold jewelry. You know, he was pretty, he was a pretty happening guy back then. He was a big jazz guy. So he taught me about that because he'd be like, Cammy, 
go put on the sketches of Spain. And I'd be like, that's Miles Davis. He's like, yeah, go put that on. And, you know, he had, like, an array of, like, all the little local celebrities. You know, anybody who you thought you were something, you went to my Uncle Robert's salon. We were always, like, the little assistants. You know, we were shampooing hair, taking rollers out, sweeping the floor. One of the um, women that used to come in, she was a newscaster. And I remember I used to think she was just so beautiful. And I remember taking the rollers out of her hair and barely be able to breathe because this is a person, like, if you were a kid and you saw her every day on the news, it was like, oh, my God, I'm touching her. Like, I'm touching her. Camille's second item is the bracelet her friend made her to celebrate the release of Black Panther. It has onyx beads, and it's two panther heads that come together with a ball. I wore it through the whole award season. It's like my lucky charm, and I always could look down, and I just, I just love it. Black Panther is set in the fictional African country of Wakanda. It follows T'Challa, Wakanda's new king, as he sets out to protect his country and its people. For the research and the process of Black Panther and designing, like, I started months, months in advance. And honestly, I just started looking around. Like, I'm always looking at people's hair. If I see somebody with a cool hairstyle, I will stop them and I will ask them. I'll be like, hi, I'm Camille. Your hair really looks great. Can I take a picture of you? And I'll tell them, you know, one day this style could be in a movie. So just watch for it. I got to go to, like, all the different libraries all around L.A. I bought so many books. I have friends who live in Africa sending me reference pictures. So I got to, like, just be on my own, like, six, eight-week journey before we even started or even before we even did anything. So once we hone in on what the look is going to be, then we went in and started creating all the looks. The way that I saw Black Panther is in three parts. I see it as very traditional Africa. Then you have what we call the Africa of now. So where it's it's modern and people are, you know, wearing Afrocentric hair. Then we had the futuristic part because very much Wakanda is a technologically advanced society. For futuristic, it was really more of Shuri, because she really is our futuristic girl. She's super funky. She's super edgy. So how can we do that and do it in a natural way and give her a lot of versatility? So that's why we decided to do, like, individual braids on her hair. So we would have many, many styling options. All these hair pieces and all these things were handmade. We touched this hair. We moved this hair. We manipulated this hair. When you do a movie, you could be eating and sleeping it and dreaming it for three or four months in advance. When you have those days, like the big days when we were at Warrior Falls, and you look up and you see two and three hundred people up there and all the ideas that you've been thinking about and you've been drawing and sketching and and, you know, manipulating with your hands and this hair when you see it all. Like, sometimes I go home and cry. I'm just surely just happy how it all came about. 
I always feel like in production, I'm a spoke on the big wheel. So, you know, all we want to do is make the wheel go around, and that's what a movie is. Camille's third item is a golden-red patterned Hermes silk scarf. It has a gold-red, like, all the kind of jewel tone family, and it has, like, different birds and different people's faces. I have a scarf collection of about 30 silk scarves, so I think my best look is with a silk scarf on my head, some big hoop earrings, and some really dope sunglasses, like, you know, 70s chic. As a little girl, when you had to wrap your hair in a silk scarf, my mom would give, give you one of her older scarves. You wrap a silk scarf on your hair to protect it when you go to sleep. My mother always was a person who always had on a scarf, if, even if she had it around her neck or she had it attached to her purse or she had it wrapped on her head with all different kind of shapes and patterns, like she always had a cool scarf on. I used to always like watch my mom. She would be in the bathroom and I just kind of have that memory of me kind of like peeking around the corner when she was, you know, tying her scarf and when she was putting on her eyeshadow and just meticulously watching her. And like, I was always thinking, I can't wait till it's my turn. Camille's fourth and final item is the sparkly silver dress she wore on the red carpet during award season. I usually wouldn't wear sequins. I would think, oh, that's too much. And now I'm like, put it on. Let's see what it looks like. I wore that dress to our hair and makeup guild awards for our local union, which is here in Los Angeles 706. I've always been behind the scenes. So to put myself out there is something totally new. And I didn't really think I thought it was going to be fun. But I think it's super fun. I'm really grateful. I'm really humbled. And I'm really honored to be able to go and represent Black Panther at these places. And where people are saying, the hair means something to me in this movie. One of my, my best friends, she said, Camille, there's never been a Black superhero that kids could attach to. You know, for Halloween, they were going to be Superman or they're going to be Batman or they're going to be any other character. But this was the first time that a Black kid could look at a character and be it and be somebody who was strong and who was a king. That was hairstylist Camille Friend. She spoke with me from a studio in Los Angeles. She was wearing a navy sweater with a blue and white floral top underneath, blue jeans, black leather boots, and her lucky Black Panther bracelet. What are the items from your life that made you? Use the hashtag MyDressCode and let us know. Here's one of mine. A collection of scented t-shirts. So a couple of years ago, I went down this internet rabbit hole and I learned that Sky Mall was selling all of these scented t-shirts. They were advertised that you could smell the t-shirt from six feet away and that you could wash them like 10 times before the scent disappeared. They were selling New York pizza, Chicago hot dog, Las Vegas money. Oh, uh, beer in paradise. 
New York pizza had a sort of artificial oregano smell. Chicago hot dogs sort of had like an oniony smell. So I started wearing these T-shirts in rotation and people found out I was doing this and they would come up to me and they would ask if they could smell my T-shirt or more or less smell me. And it was this really fun, awkward, intimate, performative kind of experiment. And it also confirmed to me this philosophy that I have that clothes don't need to be taken so seriously. And I could keep just having fun with what I was wearing. Next time on Dress Codes. Dreaded childhood corduroys, a muumuu with a cape, and a prom dress covered in fake blood for Yeah Yeah Yeah's front woman, Karen O. Karen will always say, like, oh, I don't become Karen O until I put on the outfits that Christian's made for me. <laughs> we meet Christian Joy, the costume designer for rock stars. Dress Codes is a production of Gimlet Creative and New Balance. Our website is gimletcreative.com slash dresscodes. Subscribe to the show in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. The show is produced by Carrie Ann Thomas, James T. Green, and Emily Foreman. Abby Ruzica is our senior producer. Sarah Geis is our editor. Music and mixing by Marcus Bagala with help from Katherine Anderson. I'm Emily Spivak, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at mspivak. That's E-M-S-P-I-V-A-C-K. Thanks for listening and see you next time.